Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for tuning in to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast. This is your host, Cody Mallory. I'm on Twitter at RealCodyMallory. I am once again joined by my two co-hosts tonight, Anthony Dittmar on Twitter, that's at AnthonyDittmar underscore, and Joe Farrow on Twitter, that's at the Joe Farrow. Guys, we made it to the end of the regular season. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing well. Um, ready for some uh, playing basketball tomorrow. Oh, oh yeah! If you, told, if you told me you would say that in what September, October, that you're ready for some <laughs> playing basketball, and you were talking about the Nets, I would personally drive to Jersey again and slap the shit out of you. Yeah, <laughs> well, as he's, as we'll get to like later in this episode, we're gonna re- recap the season based on where we were like, um, like during that bad stretch, and you know, where we were like a week ago after the Atlanta game. Like I thought, the Nets would be the ten seed. So like, the yeah, take the seven seed feels like a moral victory. Yeah, I mean, we definitely got to take the seven seed as a as a victory right now. But I mean, we could easily lose that seven seed tomorrow, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to just bear down. Uh, get ready for some playing basketball, as Anthony said. <laughs> and, hopefully, uh, just one game of playing basketball. Hopefully, only one game, and then we get a couple days off before we go into our first round series. Well, I'm telling you, if we if the Nets drop tomorrow's game, uh, I don't know if my heart can handle Friday. <laughs> I'm going to be Friday lying. will be certainly like very scary. It's going to be like game seven against the Bucks all over again, but Especially it's not even, the play- it's it's not, even not even the playoffs yet. <laughs> I'm just afraid of Trey Young. Like if it's like that, oh. the Hawks, oh my God. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the last time we spoke, the season was kind of in question as to what seed the Nets are going to get. We're going to the game against Cleveland that us three attended and then the game against Indiana. So obviously the Nets finished the season at 44 and 38. They won their last four. Um, they won the very pivotal matchup in Brooklyn Friday against the Cavaliers. Um, we had pretty much front row seats for that. So we'll get into that a little bit. Um, and they host Cleveland again tomorrow night for the playing tournament. And already um, already confirmed no Jared Allen. That game. No Jared Allen and Goran Dragic is available to play. With yeah, Nets, Nets rolled Nets rolled Drogic out probably like what like eleven thirty today and then by three o'clock he was playing. 
<laughs> so big on I guess, I guess in doing. between that time, he I guess he passed his COVID test. So happy that Rodgers going to be able to play. Sucks that Jarrett can't play, but at the end of the day, that's a big win for the Nets going into that game. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I don't think we're going to see too much Drogic. I would think like 12 to 15 minutes is the most he's going to play. Um, I think we're obviously going to get a lot of Kyrie, KD. I expect them to both play 40-plus, maybe even 42-plus minutes. Bruce Brown, who's been tremendous. I saw a stat. Someone tweeted at me. This is kind of off topic, but he has like the eighth highest three-point percentage in the NBA since – like the all-star break or something. Hold on, let me just pull it up. Yeah, since the all-star break among players with 50-plus three-point attempts, Bruce Brown ranks eighth in the league at 46.2%. Seth Ooh. Curry is 11th for, at 45.7%. So, like, we've got, talked uh... about Bruce Brown, but, like, that's that blew my mind when I saw that today. Like, I literally, someone tweeted at me, like, five minutes ago, right before we started recording. I mean, that's sweet, hey. actually, if you get a chance. <laughs> hey. I'm just saying, if the if the Bucks play us again, I dare them to leave Bruce Brown open again. <laughs> <laughs> I dare them let him stay open this time because <laughs> this Bruce Brown is just different. We listen to and that episode um, when we did the Bird Rights podcast. We wanted them shipped away. This true. is fit salary filler for like four million. I mean, I mean, come on, come on. He was like literal dog ass at the time, but like Jeff on Carter more minutes than him. I'm just saying. Oh whoa. whoa. <sighs> Oh, Steve Ashlander and Javon Carter brought into the podcast earlier. Javon so Carter's I, actually been playing kind of well with the Bucks, and that really pisses me off. I, I hope I hope he gets PT if we play them. I hope he does. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I I thought the Javon Carter slander would be saved until the end of the episode when we go through our awards, but coming out early for Anthony tonight. <laughs> oh no! Sorry, I'm a little annoyed about it. Yeah. So. uh what do you guys want to do? You want to do season recap now? You want to? It was like very lightly go over the two games, just like very lightly. Yeah. Cody uh, screwed us over with traffic and didn't let us get the Kyrie shirts, but then got one himself. Yeah, hold up, hold up. We got to explain this to the listeners. So I get to Anthony's at five o'clock. Cody doesn't get to Anthony's until like six fifteen. We miss it was out like six o five. Okay, whatever. But so we get to the stadium late. We don't get our free Kyrie Irving T-shirts. We get free backpacks. That was pretty cool. <laughs> but Cody ends up getting a T-shirt. And then so and we would have been there on the time. That paid us late. <laughs> I can't make it up. But Cody got a ticket, so I guess that's karma. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. That it was, is true. It was, Cody doesn't was, know how to pay a parking meter, so. <laughs> It was quite the eventful day for me. It took me four hours to get the jersey when it should take two fifteen. And then the game. I mean, let's talk a little bit about the game. Like the Nets were, they were pretty much locked in in the beginning, and then it was a typical game that Anthony goes to where they blow a ten point lead. They're up seventeen, um, but, <laughs> but yeah, ten plus point lead, I should say. But the Anthony curse has been lifted because Kevin Durant, uh, Kyrie, to some extent, down the stretch. Uh, the Nets actually went on that run in the beginning of the fourth quarter with Durant out, and then Drummond. he came back in, and they put it away. Drummond had a great fourth quarter. He played the whole game pretty well. Um, Katz got his usual minutes. We saw Patty Mills. I think he knocked down a jump shot or two, which is nice to see. Uh, oh, Patty, that's like, another thing. That's another thing. Patty is all the way back. Patty yeah. is all the way back, and I love it. Oh, yeah, we also didn't mention Kessler Edwards been converted to a standard deal. Like that is right. Problem. Good riddance, James Johnson. Rest Thank in piss, Bozo. <laughs> Goodbye, Bozo. 
dear lord. Yeah. And there was uh there was some some uh, rumored beef on that between Steve Nash and Sean Marks. Steve Nash, I think, don't correct me if I'm wrong, but he said it wasn't his decision or he had no input on it. And obviously Steve Nash was playing James Johnson like 20 minutes a game. It felt like 25 minutes a game. So yeah. But I'm glad Sean Marks, who we saw at the game, he was within like 10 feet of us, I just want to say, made the right decision once again. Thank you to the best GM in basketball. Oh, yeah. My God, it was just – it was about time. I don't know why they waited so long. And I, I – there was I, – I think the Nets put out a thank you tweet to James Johnson. <laughs> it was – and I, I had replied and I said, why the hell are we thanking him? And, and so somebody made a just said, "Oh, he played a lot when we didn't have anybody." And then I, all I did was reply to a video of him just dribbling in circles and then ending up with <laughs> losing the ball and getting a jump ball that he ended up losing. It was oh, I was just like, my he God, like I don't one like seven game stretch or eight game stretch where he was like serviceable, but like other than that, it was just a disaster this whole season. I felt like he was just a body. He was supposed to be there to like be a tough guy. Like give yeah. some locker room yeah. presence, but then the day, man, like Kessel Edwards deserved that roster spot. They waited the two days before just because, like, it's just an extra body, you didn't have to do anything because Kessler could play the whole year in a two-way deal. But like yeah. once it came down to it, I think they needed two days for Johnson to clear waivers. Kind of sucks for him because he can't even sign with the playoff team. So James Johnson's season is over. Well, we all know the but we all know the Bucks would have signed him and made him a made him a starting player. Yeah, so, according uh, to James their trends Johnson. this year. With 80 games in the Nets, gets waived and the season's over. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's still kind of bad. It is what it is. It's a business yeah, one, yeah. One, one more thing I want to mention with the Cavs game. I mean, it kind of followed the trend of what we saw against the Knicks. Not to that extreme because the Nets started off hot. But they blew it in the third, and then they absolutely clamped Cleveland in the fourth. They only allowed uh, 19 points, which helped them obviously win the game 118 to 107. We saw it against the Knicks on Wednesday when they only allowed 31 points in the entire second half. I mean, obviously the Knicks like aren't a great team. The Cavs, that was a huge game Friday. So it just kind of reiterates what I feel like us three have been saying, that when the Nets like lock in, they can be – I don't want to say good, but they can be an average or good enough defensive team for how much offensive firepower they have, where they're not going to give up like 140 points and lose the game. They don't lock in all the time, and it's very frustrating. Um, hopefully tomorrow night, right when the game tips off, they have a different mentality. Um, game means a lot, but they are capable of doing it, and they got to they do it for 48 minutes starting tomorrow. 
because the playoffs are when the season really begins for these Nets. And it's why KD and Kyrie came to Brooklyn was for the playoffs. 100%. Yeah. We kind of, yeah. Kind of, kind of figured regular season injury history, Kyrie tends to miss some games, whatever. They, they were going to coast a little bit. But playoffs, this is their season now. And that's when stars are supposed to dominate. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, you made the point about the Nets being able to lock in. And it sounds like that's only going to get better for the Nets. Uh, today, Shams reported that Ben Simmons is beginning his ramp-up process. So yeah, that's, that's exciting. I to see him in the first rounds. They get Nets, like, if they can get to this play and they'll start their series on Sunday, they said, against the two-seed if they secure that seven-seed. So they have about five. They have another like six days for him to get ramped up, and maybe get him ten to fifteen minutes a game in that first round. And if they can win that, maybe get him to like twenty to twenty-five. Yeah, yeah. and and um, off of that uh, Shams report, uh, Matt Barnes went on the Pat McAfee show today, and Ben Simmons was a hot topic because of the news that came out about him. He ended up saying like he lives in L.A. He go he's seen Ben Simmons in these pickup games. Uh, and he said Ben has, like, in the past, he's seen Ben take three-pointers off the dribble and drain them. And Pat sarcastically alluded to the fact that Ben Simmons isn't injured and they've been just teaching him how to shoot this whole time. But the videos <laughs> that have been coming out, videos that have been coming out of him in practice, he's draining some mid-ranges at least. He's definitely getting into a little bit of a flow with or and a little more confident in shooting the ball, at least in practice and in his, like, little bit of ramp-up work that he's done so far. So, I mean, I mean, look, like, we just want Ben Simmons back for his defensive ability and his playmaking. But, man, if he could come in and he could actually knock down a few jumpers, that, that would be really – that would be pretty cool as well. 100%. Yeah, it'd be cool. Like, anything, anything offensive is gravy, honestly. Like, the Nets got the shooting. They got the stars. They just need him for that, like you said. Like, if like we're looking at a potential Boston series, having him on Tatum would be huge. Or Jalen, like, because think about it. The Nets don't really have the size – if Boston goes smart, Brown, Tatum, Horford, Tice, like having Irving, Curry, and Brown is kind of undersized. Like who's covering Jalen Brown like Seth Curry? Like having Ben Simmons be huge for defense. Like that just like comes off to me right away. Same thing with like a Milwaukee or Miami. Like you can use that length like he has. Yeah, for sure. Even if it's just 20 minutes a game where he can harass uh, Jalen Brown, which by the way, Sunday, uh, let's say today's Monday. So yeah, yesterday. The Milwaukee Bucks did an amazing job of ducking <laughs> the Nets. And I, I don't think there's any Bucks fans that are going to listen to this, but thank you because, like, that would have been horrible if the Nets and Bucks met in the first round. Yeah, that was, I mean, uh, that I, was, I, really, that was an all time tank right there. That was 100%. Awesome. And Memphis well, held us too. Shout out the Grizzlies. They tanked their game against the Celtics. Yeah. 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 The, the Grizzlies didn't play anyone and neither did the Bucks. It was like, the Cavs, the Cavs dog walked the Bucks, who had nobody. Drew Holiday, that was hilarious what he did to get his extra yeah. incentive for playing sixty-seven games. For the Bucks, the the they took, they lost the tip on purpose. Drew Holiday walked up, fouled, immediately left the game, got his incentive for playing sixty-seven games this year. Um, and then, and then the Grizzlies tanked their game, lined up perfectly for the Nets. A lot of people would say that like nobody really wants to face the Celtics right now because they have been insane in the second half this year. But I mean, every Nets fan would a hundred percent rather play the Celtics than the Bucks to start off. And that and may no come back to for the Celtics. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, that may come back to bite us in the ass, but I'd rather take my chances against Boston than I would against Giannis in the first round. hundred percent. You'd still see the Bucks second round. 
but I'd rather have a more ramped up Ben and then a no Rob Williams in that order. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know yeah, what happened? Like, you don't want it. You don't want to drop Ben into a first round series and have him guard Giannis immediately. That's just not what you want to happen. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure we could all confidently say that it turned out better for the Nets, but the Nets still need to win. The <laughs> still need to win tomorrow to clinch that position. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think when was it? I think it was after the Charlotte game. Um, maybe the Bucks and the Hawks stretch where us three, like, we were looking pretty down, like, oh, we're going to get the 10 seed. Like, we got to go through two elimination games, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, going back then, if you told me the Nets would be the 7 seed, the Miami Heat would be 1, the Celtics would be 2, and the Bucks would be 3, I would have said, okay, cancel the rest of the season, let's just go right into the playing tournament. <laughs> like, this is Given the, the realistic options and, like, situation, like, this was the best possible outcome the Nets could have had. They're going to avoid Toronto pretty much completely unless they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals for the most part, unless the Nets go to eight. Um, they're playing two games at home. Uh, they're avoiding the Bucks. Like, it couldn't have gone any better, in my opinion. And The only I'm way very... the Bucks were, like, not to the Conference Finals, but, like, come on. You can't be, like, it's that, you can't really be that picky. You know what I mean? Right. Given the season the Nets had, they don't deserve that. But at least they can avoid him in the first round. And then, like you guys said, maybe we see Ben Simmons go from 15 minutes a game to being able to play 25 minutes a game by the time the second round of the playoffs come. Um, I mean, I think the Bucks are going to absolutely dog walk the Bulls. So, like, that'll probably mm-hmm. be a sweep. So, the, the Bucks are going to be a rested team. And the Celtics, it's the far improved team than what the Nets saw last year. Um, so it's. I don't think it's going to be a easy time. I can see that. I can see it going six either way, or yeah, even seven. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I would pick. I'm gonna. I'm picking the Nets to win if they match up with Boston. Don't get me wrong, but it's not going to be as easy as it was last year. Oh, um, for sure, hundred percent. Given the situation, like I don't think many Nets fans would have wanted a different scenario than what we got. Yeah, and I mean, when you think about it, last year the only game that the Celtics took against the Nets was Jason Tatum dropping 50 in just an insane game. And that that's what they needed to beat us. They don't need 50 from Tatum to beat us anymore. That team is so well, so much more well-rounded now. Especially and they, the defensive end. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they, they're just so a much, much better team than they were last year. And it's going to be a fun – I mean, granted, if we win tomorrow, which I really think that we will, um, given no Jared Allen and it's basically the same team that we played – uh, when we went on Friday, who who showed some fight at times, but the Nets really uh, handled them pretty well. Um, but overall, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be fun if we match up against Boston, and I that's the matchup that I think we all pegged that we wanted heading into heading into the playoffs. Besides yeah, Philly, we all want to because we all want to throw James Harden out of the playoffs. But you know, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like we'll get a Philly Nets series if I had to guess. No, well, I mean, if we just play in, then we will probably maybe. Maybe I'm picking Toronto in that series, but we don't have to go into that. We don't have to go into that debate. <laughs> um, Should we talk yeah, about the so Nets I mean, destroying the Pacers? Not destroying the Nets, almost blowing a lead to the Pacers and making falling to the nine seed like oh perceptiveness. Like when the Nets choke that lead and goes tied in the third, I'm like, dude, could we just get like a fourth quarter where we can rest Katie and Kyrie? <laughs> like yeah, I just want to rest them, was... give them like a couple days off. 
that was so scary because it was almost the polar opposite of when the Nets took down who what game was that? Uh, the game before the Cavs, um, where we won and then everybody else that we needed to lose lost, and then we got up to the the eight, and then we beat Cleveland for the seven. Yeah, man, I don't really know. I think we lost, we got nine. Like if we blew that game. Yeah, yeah. If we lost, we would have been nine. Jesus Christ. But, really but man, that, that was almost like an all-time fumble of the bag by the Nets. That was, it was rough. But man, Katie is six assists, career high. Yeah, career high for Katie assists. That's wild. Like to have a career high at his age and any kind of stat. I mean, he yeah. had his career high in assists and mm-hmm. scoring this year. Yeah. yeah. Which is insane. Like the man's coming off his Achilles injury and everything. But like, did you see what he finished insane. with? The scoring average. <laughs> Twenty nine point nine. It's so annoying. He needed twenty seven points Sunday to finish yeah. exactly thirty. He yeah. wasn't a qualified scorer for the scoring title because of the games he missed. I think he's actually just a few games short, but that month and a half stretch did him in. But yeah, twenty nine point nine. I'd be so mad. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, I mean Kyrie was amazing that game. He went fifteen to 20, 35 points. That's the kind of efficiency that we need to see from Kyrie. Drummond, again, 9 of 9, 20 points, 13 boards in only 20 minutes. Like, the man just produces in limited minutes. Like, it's kind of insane the amount of production he has when no, he's not playing it is, big, big minutes. It's not kind of insane. That guy, he just fills the stat sheet. Even, like, like we said, he only played, what, 19 minutes? And he was just all over the place. He's a fan favorite now, I have to say. Like, I feel like a lot of people like him. Yeah, for sure. And also... Nash, I mean, granted, Seth Curry was out and Drogic were out and Simmons was out, but Nash only played an eight-man rotation with Cam Thomas being the eighth man. He only played nine minutes. So he's shrinking it. Like, granted, the other options were like Blake, David Duke, Aldridge, and Sharp. So, I mean, they're not going to play anyways. But we saw Kessler Edwards play 39 minutes. We saw Bruce Brown play 38. KD and Kyrie both played over 40. So I, I would expect that's what the Nets are going to do going forward. They're going to load up on their stars, and they're going to – whichever role player is playing the best is going to see a lot of minutes. If I had to guess, we don't – obviously, we're not seeing Sharper Duke. I, we're obviously not seeing Aldridge Griffin. That's been apparent how the rotations have gone the last few weeks. Um, yeah. I don't think we see Cam Thomas either. I think Jirajic gets a very small run, and then it's the rest of the guys that you said. It's me, the Kessler shell. You're going to see a lot of Bruce. you see a lot of Claxton, Drummond in the center rotation. Obviously, you have Seth. You have Katie, Kyrie, and then you just got maybe Ben Simmons. That's it. Like, there's like you're not going twelve guys deep in the playoffs. And, and did you say Patty Mills? I think Patty, Patty Mills too. Is yeah, sorry. Patty, Patty, That's like crazy. Recently, over these last like three games, Patty probably played his way back into like legitimate minutes. He's the Nets okay. X factor for the playoffs. I feel like he needs to be like that guy because the Celtics bench, if we get matched up against them, is very thin. They probably are going to go three guys: Pritchard, Derek White, and um, Grant Williams. Like, if Patty Mills and we can, Nets can win those bench minutes where they obviously have a little more talent, I would say, that could be the Nets factor in that series. Like, I really think so. I agree. I agree. I mean, we'll get into, like, our awards later. I think X factor for the playoffs is one of the things, so we'll go into more depth on I that. <laughs> but, no, you're good. Let's, uh, let's dive into the Cavs, I guess, rematch from what we saw Friday night. Tomorrow night, Anthony and Joe. We're all going to go, like, what's the one thing the Nets have to do to defeat the Cavs tomorrow? Who wants to start? I'll start. I'll start. Oh, you want it? You want oh. It? oh, Joe, you want it? You got it. You, you want yeah, the, I got uh, it. The, pick, the picks. You go first. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll go first. <laughs> now, you just – you have to find a way to contain Darius Garland. 
that's really just all it is. Because when we, we saw when we were there, Darius Garland was just pulling from everywhere when the Cavs made that comeback run. And he was making everything. And he was just unstoppable. Nets did a pretty good job on Mobley, all things considered. He put his numbers up. But pre- he overall, it was Darius Garland that was killing us. If we could find a way to slow down Darius Garland, really like make him almost a non-factor, the Nets have this game easily, especially with no Jared Allen. I mean, um. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony, you could go. I mean, I got something else. If you want me to go first, I'll go. I'll go. So for my key factor of the Nets, obviously, I agree with Joe. You got to keep Darius Garland contained. He's he's by far the best player with no Jared Allen playing. But my X factor is control the boards. No second chance points. That's been killing the Nets the last like forever to be honest. But just like just like in general, just don't let them get the extra shots. You have more talent on the team. Like the Nets obviously have the star power. Like, if you can just, like, control the boards and just one opportunity to trip, maybe force some turnovers, I think you have a very good chance of winning this game. Because the Cavaliers are big and they're long. Obviously, they're not as long without Jared Allen, but they got Markinen, they got Mobley. Um, they got they got some size. Even, like, they're, like Okoro's pretty big for a two-guard. Like, you got to just make sure you can control that, whether it be Claxton, Drummond, Katie. Don't be lazy on the boards. Like, everyone needs to crash. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest, like, I swear, we didn't talk about this at all before we started recording. I kind of just threw this at you guys. So my first one was contain Garland, but I felt that was going to be too obvious. So I thought one of you guys were going to steal it. And my next one was, sure, the Cavs are long, but they don't have size. Like, they don't have an Andre Drummond type player, especially without Allen. So like Anthony just said, when we watched them play Friday, the Nets killed them on the boards. They out-rebounded them 45 to 31. They took 10 more shots than Cleveland did. Um, so, like, that's huge. You, when you have bigger guys like Drummond or even when Claxton comes in, you got to take advantage of that. And, uh, I mean, I guess don't fall in love with the three-point line is what else are out there, kind of off the top of my head. We've seen, like, Kyrie or even KD at times get obsessed with shooting jump shots and three-pointers when they're not falling. If they're not falling, do something else. You're more than capable. Like we've, how many times have we seen Kyrie Irving get to the basket? <laughs> how many times have we seen Kevin Durant in the post just shoot over defenders like they're not even there? If the threes aren't falling, do something else. Maybe run some actual plays too, and just instead of ISO ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, run that. Run that very basic pin down for Durant. He's been doing it his entire career, and no one knows Literally how to guard just do that. Like, because you can't see. guard it. <laughs> I just hate yeah. the no offense, like just freestyle. I hate that. Like it works sometimes. Don't get me wrong. It's the playoffs. But just don't like, just try to get a little creative, Nash. Come on. Like you're a coach. You're one of the best point guards of all time. <laughs> like I think you have something up there. And I, I mean, also, <laughs> I mean, another thing I was thinking about, um, a key for the Nets to win is figure out how to attack a fucking zone. <laughs> oh my God. Indiana, that's why Indiana we only the zone again against the Pacers, who had nobody playing. Oh, I, I learned how to attack yeah. a two-three zone in eighth-grade travel basketball. Exactly. Yeah, man, doesn't make any sense. When I, when I was in high school, uh, I was a sophomore. The varsity coach, like, we just got skunked by a zone, and the whole entire next practice, all we did was attack a zone. And every time we missed a shot, he made the entire team do suicides. And sprint the two three zone is the worst defense in basketball history. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like 
it's pathetic because like Anthony said, like you learn how to attack it when you're like what fifteen. <laughs> so like, a- I mean, I don't think the Cavs are. I don't think the Cavs will play zone, but they might throw it at them just because they've seen the Nets struggle with it before. If the Nets go out and score 35, 40 points in the first quarter, why not throw it at them? You have nothing to lose. So, got to be ready. Once again, it comes back to adjustments. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think, like, I think we kind of hit all, hit all of it on the screws. <laughs> like, there's a couple of key things you got to figure out. And I mean, a zone might be the top of the list because the Nets have shown time and time again that they cannot do anything against it this year. But yeah, before we jump into the Nets season awards, I know we talked about the Nets playing game against the Cavs. Kind of want to go around the league, kind of talk about the playoff matchups just because to keep you guys well informed. So as you know, we'll start the playing tournaments since that is taking first, taking place first. Playing tournament starts this Tuesday. The Nets are playing the Cavs tomorrow in the early slot, 7 o'clock. After that, you have the T-Wolves and Clippers. Same thing, 7-8. Winner gets a 7 seed and plays Memphis. Loser plays the 9-10 matchup. The 9-10 in the East is Atlanta versus Charlotte. So if the Nets, God forbid, lost, they'd play the winner of Atlanta-Charlotte. I think Atlanta may win that series. So I don't think you want to get in a do-or-die game at the Hawks. Um, in the 9-10 in the West, you have New Orleans versus San Antonio. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, I, it, really su- it would really suck for the Grizzlies they got the Clippers. I feel like that would be tough out in the first rounds. But then going into the actual brackets – um, the East Miami secured the one seed, so they get the eight seeds. So whoever the, uh, loses the Nets, Cavs, and wins Hawk Charlotte, and whoever wins that game with the Miami, you have the Celtics would obviously get the winner of Nets Cavs at the two seed. And you also have in the three six matchup, you have Milwaukee versus the Bulls, like we talked about. In the four five, we have the 76ers and Raptors, very big. Matisse Thibel is publicly unvaccinated, he refuses to get after his first dose, so he's not gonna be eligible for games three, four, and a potential game six. So that could be big. I feel like, honestly, the Raptors have a good shot, like what Cody said, to potentially win that series. I really do think so. Um, Phoenix secured the one seed with ease in the West. They'll get the eighth seed in the West, obviously, based on the play-ins. Um, the 3-6 matchup, you have Golden State versus Denver. Steph Curry's expected to be back in that series, but no Jamal Murray, Michael Porter for the rest of the way for the Nugs. Grizzlies obviously get the winner of the Timberwolves-Clippers matchup, so that'll be interesting to see. See if the Grizzlies are legit in the playoffs. In the 4-5, you have Utah and Dallas, and Luka Doncic has a calf strain. And we don't know the severity of it. Actually, MRI tonight, that's a huge blow for our Mavs team, who would have been one game shy being the one seed in the East. Kind of shows how good they've really had this, this season. They're the four in the West. But it'd be, it's a really pivotal series, honestly, for teams' futures, because I think Donovan Mitchell is kind of fed up with the, the Jazz. If they lose first round again, I can see him wanting out. So it should be interesting all the way through. I think it's, it's Phoenix's finals to win. I don't know about you guys. Like, if Phoenix not also lose, I think they've been the best team in the league by far this year. I don't know if you guys see it otherwise, but that's how I see it. Um, yeah, but uh, the fact that Luca was even playing in that game is kind of dumb. Should have been you look around, around. <laughs> like, you look at the teams around the league with their stars, the majority of them were resting. Like, except they're playing for seeding, though. They could have been the three seed, they're playing for seeding. Yeah, but either way, it's just like, bro, like, rest Luca. Like, you're like the Sixers. The Sixers are were also playing for seeding. They could have jumped up one, I believe. They rested Harden. I believe they rested Embiid. Like, they, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like a one seed difference, even though you're still going to have advantage. I mean, even if they didn't, it's a four five matchup. I just didn't. I don't. I don't see the point of it. And it sucks that Luca got hurt. Hopefully, he's able to play. But man, that that really stinks. Yeah, if it, you got a feel for Luca there. Like the Mavs did really good this year after making the Porzingis for Dinwiddie swap. 
But yeah, which everybody said was the worst trade of the deadline, which was crazy. I, I think I was, was one of them that I was one of them that said that. I'll be honest, I said it. All right, Joe, I know you want. To I came, that. I came on here and I said it's not that bad for them. I thought it was good because they got rid of the Porzingis contract, which is terrible. No, that's what I that's what I said. I said if Bertons can find a way to actually shoot decently again and Spencer Dinwiddie could get back to his old form, which both have been not terrible. Like, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really kept up with Bertons that much, but I know Dinwiddie's been pretty good for them and that their record has shown it. The Mavs have been rolling and Luca going down sucks. Yeah, we'll I see. Agree. Honestly, the East, the way I look at the bracket, the other side of the bracket's kind of easy. The Nets definitely are on the harder side with Milwaukee and Boston, I feel like. Because the other side, like Miami, I feel like is kind of weak. The Sixers aren't the same. And the Raptors are good. But, like, it's honestly, I see the other side. Like, the Heat can get, like, I've been making fun of Heat all year. But, like, they can honestly get out of that side of the bracket just because they're avoiding the Nets, Celtics, and Bucks. Well, the, the Heat also, um, they also, I believe Jimmy Butler, has shot under 20% from three in the second half of the season. Yeah. Like, he just hasn't been able to shoot the ball at all. It's not me, like, saying the Heat are good. It's more of me saying, like, that side of the bracket is not that impressive. Yeah. yeah Even I, the I, Raptors I, came out of that side. I wouldn't be shocked. Like, I'd be like, oh, shit, like, good for them. Like, didn't see that coming before <laughs> the year. But, like, I think they could beat the Sixers and possibly Miami. But that's why look, I'm looking at it right now. I have a uh, I have a bold prediction for you guys. You ready for this? Kind of yeah. goes along what you were just talking about. The Nets are going to get the seven seed. The Atlanta Hawks are going to get the eight seed, and the Atlanta Hawks will defeat the Miami Heat in the first round of the playoffs. You're saying the seven and the eight are advancing? Would you guys want to make a rip pick? Yeah, pick, pick the bracket real quick. Yeah, the East. Yeah, we'll so I the- just said. Start with East Cody, yeah. Why would we just each go each one? We'll just say who we think wins. Okay, so I mean, we got to make some assumptions because otherwise the play in is just going to be like impossible. We'll choose the play in. So, are anybody taking the Cavs or we're taking Brooklyn? Brooklyn. Okay, Hawks, Charlotte. I think I'm taking Atlanta. Hawks. Yeah, taking the Hawks. Okay, so then Brooklyn, Celtics. Brooklyn. Taking Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn. Milwaukee Bulls. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Raptors, Sixers. Raptors in seven. I'm we going the Raptors North, too. baby. We I actually think North. Raptors, too. I'm not trying to be like just – I'll take Philly. Miami versus Atlanta. Whoa, hold up. Do we Are we all picking Atlanta over Cleveland in that other playing tournament? Oh, I am. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, I thought, I yeah I'd t- I'll take Atlanta in that one, too. Um, yeah, I'm taking Atlanta. Okay, yeah. so Atlanta, Miami. I'm picking ah. Hawks in six. Ooh. I think the Hawks are going to do it, too. I actually have Miami. Um, so then we have Bucks, Nets for all of us. So who do you guys take in that? <laughs> I don't want to be the one to pick first. <laughs> my, the, so I'll be honest. The, the, my heart says Brooklyn. My brain says Milwaukee. I'd be, I don't think the Nets have no chance. I think the Nets can win that series in seven. I think I'll take the Nets. I'd take... Ah. I'm going to take Milwaukee as a reverse jinx. <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, I think that that's like the true coin flip, I would say. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, I think a lot of it will depend on health. So, I mean, well, yes, that includes like Ben Simmons, obviously. But the Nets can't afford to have a KD or a Kyrie go down like they did last year. Oh, yeah, they don't just have like, that. It won't just like the – 
just like the Bucks can't afford to have someone go down. So like, I don't know. I think that series is a true coin flip. I'm going to pick the Nets just because obviously diehard Nets fan, but I see it going seven regardless. Bucky, you convinced me. I'm on Nets too. I'm switching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you, Joe? I said I said Nets. I'll take the Nets. So you um you guys have Hawks versus Joe has Hawks Sixers. Well, Joe has Hawks Sixers. If you have that, Joe. I have the Sixers also. I have the Sixers going. So uh, Cody has 76ers and Hawks. No, Raptors and Hawks. Ew. I'm going to go. I know I said earlier that we we're going to avoid Toronto, but I really – I think Toronto is going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Interesting. I'm picking the, I'm picking the Raptors. Um, I'm going to go with – so I have Raptors versus Heat. I'm going to go with Miami. Um, so then our, my conference finals is Brooklyn-Miami. In that circumstance, I take Brooklyn. Cody has Brooklyn versus the Raptors. No Kyrie Irving. I think that's going to be <laughs> – oh, boy. I mean, I'm going with the Nets, but that's scary. The Raptors, yeah. like, they're just – they're full of long wings that play defense, play hard, and they don't care what you do. Like, they're coming at you. And they have that vaccine uh, bonus, which is some bullshit. But I'm going Nets, but I don't think it would be easy. Um, Joe, you have the Nets. No, Joe has the Nets versus the 76ers. Uh-huh. And I feel like with the way the Nets season has gone, if they go on a run, they have to face Philly or Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals. There's just no way around it. <laughs> it's just what's going to happen. Uh, that's yeah. just with the Nets luck. But if we do if we do get this far, I don't see us losing to Philly or <laughs> All three of us have Brooklyn going to the finals. Well, duh. <laughs> yeah. This is where it gets interesting. Let's do the West real quick. Um, a big reasoning, real quick, for me being more comfortable with the Nets beating Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals as opposed to the first round is because I would expect Ben Simmons to be more of an impact player by that point if the Nets get that far. I think, I think the, Wait, if the Nets get past Milwaukee, I think they get to the finals. That's why I see it. They, you they get, could you guys imagine the electricity of a Nets versus Sixers Eastern Conference Finals? I'd love it. I, I, party wants to see Harden lose in the first round. Party wants us to be the one that takes them out. Yeah. I think the most <laughs> anticlimactic one is both. Miami. Like, that's, like, the, mo- like less, the least amount of drama. I think I'd rather see Miami than Toronto just because of vaccine mandates. But, like, yep, I agree. Yeah. So, that's the East. You'll have Brooklyn. So, let's do the West. The Timberwolves Clippers play in. Who do you guys have? I got the T Wolves. Yeah, I'll take the Wolves there too. I'm gonna go Clippers. I think PG actually puts I like I like the Clippers a lot. I really do. But I, the Kawhi I like factor. Kawhi, I feel Kawhi's like going crazy. I just I have a feeling Kawhi just be randomly active one game. No one's talking about it. They're not yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi's like been practicing and stuff. So who He's knows? He's gonna be randomly active or questionable one day. We're gonna be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I've seen the Clippers. I think Paul George had a really good playoff last year. He had it slandered in the bubble for being pandemic pay. I think Paul George goes off tomorrow. I think they're playing right after the Nets at 9 30. So yeah, they are. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Clippers. So the, the Clippers are getting this uh you guys are the TOs of the Clippers. The 9-10 play in New Orleans, San Antonio. Who do you guys got? San Antonio. I'm taking San, I'm taking San Antonio. It doesn't matter who I I'll go New Orleans just because I have the Clippers beating whoever wins yeah. that anyways for the eight seed. I have yeah, New Orleans I mean, winning, but I have the T-Wolves winning that. So I think okay. T-Wolves and Clippers, we all have them advancing. Yeah. So um, Phoenix is in my bracket. Phoenix is taking on the T-Wolves. I think we're all – I'm taking Phoenix. 
You guys have them playing the Clippers. So Phoenix. you guys have Phoenix or Clippers? Yeah, Phoenix. Okay. You guys have Memphis versus um, Minnesota. Memphis. I'm going to take Minnesota. Whoa. Interesting. Joe just said the Grizzlies aren't legit. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a fake season. Maybe, maybe, he's young saying the, maybe he's saying the Timberwolves are legit. I'm <laughs> saying the Timberwolves are legit. I mean, we got yeah. our boy, D, we got our boy D'Lo over there. Anthony Edwards is a demon, and I think if you have a one-on-one battle down low or or just all over the place because the way Cat plays, Cat versus Valanciunas, I'm gonna take Cat to win that battle every time. Okay, yeah. Okay. I think the T. I think the T Wolves are a scary, scary seven or eight seed. Personally, that. I agree yeah. with Joe. Mm-hmm. I think they can give the Grizzlies a run. They're athletic, just like the Grizzlies are. They match up decently well, so I think they could definitely give them a run for their money. But I would take the Memphis Grizzlies if I had to pick. Okay, so I have the Grizzlies against the Clippers. Not to be that guy, but I think Kawhi does come back, and I think the Clippers knock out the Grizzlies and ruin their fun season. Um, <laughs> so we, we did our, that we both, so that's how we did that. Um, Dallas, Utah, there's a lot of Luca uncertainty. That's like kind of affecting this pick, but if you guys had a pick right now, who would you take? These are the two choke artist teams. Yes. Yeah, this is so crazy. Um, uh, I'll take the Mavs. I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking the jazz. I don't think, I think Luca, even if he plays, is going to be limited. And he is basically their entire offense. So the average injury um, timetable for calf strain this season for NBA players was 17 days. So I'm gonna take Luca's gonna Luca's gonna be out there as a decoy, and I think the other guys like like Spencer, like uh, like Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, a bunch of the other guys on that team. I feel like they'll just be able to hit some timely shots. Like we've seen so many. Like for some reason, Maxi Kleber, it feels like he always hits a random big ass shot. <laughs> I think he's gonna yeah, do it yeah. again for some reason. So I don't know. I feel, I have a gut feeling that the Mavs take that one, even if Luca's limited. Okay, so we have that, and then we have Golden State Denver. Golden State in three. <laughs> uh, yeah, Golden State. Yeah, Which I want to say, if they had Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., like yeah. they so. Everyone's saying the Nets could be like the biggest what if team in NBA history. The Nuggets are right there with them, in my opinion. Like what Jokic has been doing, like he's he's the MVP in my opinion. Like if he had Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray next to him, like my lord, that team would be incredibly scary. That starting five just would have been insane. They would have they would have had uh, Jamal Murray, Will Barton, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Nicole Jokic. Yeah, it's really good. That's what I'm saying, like, that was a team last year before Jamal Murray got hurt. They were my I was gonna pick them coming out of the West last year. They went to the like, I really finals in the bubble. Yeah. And I thought coming off of that, and then Jamal Murray went down. And I was like, oh man, that stinks. That's yeah. one team that I hope we see have at least a couple of runs together. Granted, they're in the West. Yeah. I can say that as a fan of the Nets, but yeah, yeah just because I, I think they'll be exciting to watch. And yeah, but okay. I'm going Golden State. So uh, I have. So we both have. We all have Phoenix versus Joe has Phoenix versus Dallas. Who do you have? Phoenix. Joe, uh, Cody, Phoenix versus Utah. Phoenix. I'm taking Phoenix as well against Utah. Um, Joe has the T Wolves, right, and the yeah. Warriors. I'm gonna take the Timberwolves. Timberwolves, the <laughs> conference finals for Joe. Wow. 
Okay, yep. Cody, you have the Warriors and the you took the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Yeah, it's the Warriors Grizzlies. Oh, I think it's a lot of it's going to depend on Steph Curry's health in that series. Um, I'm going to go with the Grizzlies just because I don't know. I think they could harass Golden State. They're athletic. They're young. They're hungry. I'm going to go with the Grizzlies. So now I have Golden State versus the Clippers. I'm going to go Golden State. Um, I know they, they've kind of been not as good as the last end of the season, last like month and a half, two months. All the injuries of Draymond, Steph. Clay looks like he's hitting his stride. I think if they get Steph back healthy, they have the experience and firepower to get past the Clippers personally, and I really do think they can. So we're all in the conference finals now. Uh, Cody has Phoenix versus the Grizzlies, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. What are you taking to go to the finals of the West? Oh, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going with the Grizzlies. Cody's got a Grizzlies I'm, Nets finals. <laughs> I'm bought in. I'm bought in. The on Nets the are fucked. They beat the Grizzlies in three and a half years. Yeah. I, by the way, just a little spoiler. I'm picking the Grizzlies to win that series. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe, you have Phoenix versus you took Golden State, right? No, no, I took the Timberwolves. I'll take Phoenix, though. Phoenix. The, the, the Timberwolves Cinderella run ends here. <laughs> this is where I think the Chris Paul curse comes into effect. That man is cursed. I have Golden State going to the finals. Golden State, Brooklyn. Great storyline. That is a great storyline. Yeah. So I have Brooklyn, Golden State. Cody has Brooklyn, Memphis. Joe has Phoenix, Brooklyn. Joe, you'll go first. Phoenix or Brooklyn? Who's winning the Larry O'Brien Trophy? The Nets. <laughs> so Joe has Brooklyn winning the finals. Um, Cody, Brooklyn, Memphis. I know I just said the Grizzlies are going to win, but this is a goddamn Nets podcast. I'm picking the Nets and Bruce Brown for finals MVP. <laughs> <laughs> James, They should just give it to James Johnson for his efforts. Bruce Brown averages a triple double in the finals for MVP. He imagine like Bruce Brown's a game winning three for the finals or something. A 10, 10, and 10 triple double. <laughs> yeah. point out. Um, I have Brooklyn Golden State. I'm also gonna take Brooklyn. I, uh, I know it's very homerish. Um, but I really I if I think the net if the Nets get out of this gauntlet and that right to have the bracket out of Boston and Milwaukee, I think they have the confidence and the star power, granted injuries. To get there, if they do end up playing Phoenix, I think that's the one team that may be really tough to beat because they're very well coached and they've been on their stride all year. But I think if somehow Golden State or one of these other teams makes it out there, I think the Nets are going to do it. See, that's what I'm saying. It's just like it's not like we're like just a bunch of like like bunch of like Hornets fans that are just picking a play in team to go and win the finals. It's like we know what this Nets team could do. We know the star power that we have and everybody that. Like it's just basically counting us out right now. It's just like it's kind of like idiotic. <laughs> yeah, and that's it's just like like, games. like bro. It's <laughs> like you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on a team, and you're just ruling them out, thinking that they're not going to do anything at all. Yeah, like come on, like yeah. regardless of how up and down the season has been, you can't like just sit there and act like the Nets are washed and not going to do anything. And granted, they might, like they might, but like to yeah. just completely count them out is dumb. I agree. I just imagine after all this, they lose both playing games. I'd be so <laughs> I'd be so upset. I would be like... upset too. Let's not put that energy out there. Good juju. Nets should steamroll tomorrow. Um, do you want to transition you to the Bruce, now? When you have Bruce Brown on your team, anything can happen. That's true. No, but I'm kidding. Obviously, like Joe just said, when you have Kevin Durant, like 
more times than not, you're going to win the game. So that's why. And then, I mean, he has his probably, I don't want to say his best sidekick because he played with Curry, but definitely up there in his career. So, but yeah, let's jump into the awards. So first up, MVP of the season for our Brooklyn Nets. I mean, I think we're all going to have the same answer, but Anthony, you can go first. Well, James Harden. (laughs) 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 I I say they have kidding. You know, low-key, he has a case because he brought us Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. But obviously, it's Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is the rock and soul of this team, and we're we're nowhere without him. The Nets are 35 and, I think, 19 with KD or 36 and 19, like 8 and 19 without him. It's like, come on. Right. That's a 65% win percentage, which would put would have put them first in the East if he played the entire season. And that is including Kyrie Irving missing those games. So, Joe, your MVP for the Nets? It's Kevin Durant. Okay. I'm going to go – the obvious answer for me is Kevin Durant, but I'm going to go a little differently. I'm going to go Sean Marks. No, because – I didn't know that was an With <laughs> – Well, I mean, it's no fun if we all say Kevin Durant. That's too obvious. So I came up with something a little different. With Given what he's dealt with, finding Kessler Edwards, finding Cam Thomas, the trade to get rid of Harden, bringing back what he brought back, the Drummond edition was incredibly sneaky. Um, Everyone's talking about Thibault, but he wouldn't be able to play in New York City for part of it. Maybe that's why he didn't get traded. Um, And then you got Goran Dragic, who was a very big addition. Um, so, I mean, for players, yes, it's 100% Kevin Durant, best player in the world, but a little contrarian, Sean Marks. Um, Anthony, defensive player of the year. Hmm. This one's tough. Hmm. I'm going to go. I haven't played much defense. I'm going to go Nick Claxton for his versatility. Okay. Joe? Uh, an easy answer is uh, the vaccine. But <laughs> that's they play pretty good defense against the Nets this year. But our def- the real defensive player of the year is Eric Adams for the Nets. Uh, I'll leave I'll leave it at that. I don't know how I didn't think of that. Um, uh, I'm gonna go Bruce Brown. Yeah, no, I I was, in, in real, uh, it's it's Bruce Brown for me too. But <laughs> I, I think we kind of saw his. I think we saw his importance when he was missing against the game with Atlanta. Um, he's can guard pretty much one through, let's say, three and a half. Three and a half. Because <laughs> obviously he can't guard bigs, but he can guard like wankier wings. But his just ability, he's a pest on the ball. So I'm going to go with uh, Bruce Brown. Anthony, role player of the year. And this can be anyone. So it could be someone that got traded if you want to throw Paul Millsap out there. Someone that got cut, if you want to throw out DeAndre Bembry or Javon Carter, anyone that was on the Nets roster this year, role player of the year. <sighs> role player of the year is a good one. Um, I'm going to go Kessler Edwards. I think Kessler Edwards came into the season with like zero expectations, second round pick out of Pepperdine. Pepperdine. Um, I think he really played a great three and D role for the Nets, a role they really needed with like not a lack of forwards on their team. Like yeah, I really think he played a great role for the Nets. He's playing 30 minutes now, and and he got converted, and he's playing. He's going to be in a playoff rotation. Like coming into the year, I think he's the role player of the year. I think Patty had it locked up, but the last two months kind of lost it for him. Hopefully, he could be, but I'm going to go Castle Edwards. Joe, I think I'm going to stick with. I'm going to stick with Patty Mills. I mean, like. His first half was just so great. 
and yeah, he struggled a little bit in the in the second half. A little, not a little bit, a lot of it. But like, just like he was so important for us in those games where we had nobody, and like he carried us to a few wins. He really did, and he's been so important to us all year. Struggled a lot lately, but it seems that he's finding his groove. I think overall, um, Patty Mills definitely deserves to be role player of the year. Yeah, I mean, this one was tough for me when I was looking at the players because we really haven't seen anyone be consistent over the course of the entire year. I wanted to go Bruce Brown, but he was non-existent for the first half of the season. So mm-hmm. I went with Kessler, and, uh, Kessler Edwards like Anthony did just because he had that slight like rookie slump in the middle of the season, but he was very good early on, and then he's been very good lately. So I'm going to stick with Anthony on this one and go with Kess. Um, all right, so TLC of the year. This could be taken as like the worst player on the Nets, the most hated player on the Nets, or however you want to go with it. But Anthony, we'll start with you first again. I'm gonna go Jevon Carter. Um, <laughs> I know he was traded midseason during the actually released midseason when we signed Goran Dragic, but um, I just felt like he just did nothing for this team at any point. Like, at least James Johnson had a couple moments, like not a lot, very good ones, but like something. Javon Carter had zero good moments for the Nets. Like, I'm sorry. He had like one garbage time where he scored like two threes, and everyone was like, oh my God. Like, like rest in piss, bro. <laughs> that that sequence of trading Sadiq Bay's pick for Shamit and then letting Shamit for Carter was Sean, one of Sean Marks' only blunders in his resume. Yeah. He made a Goran Dragic. Well, no, 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 no. I guess I'll give him a pass. Well, no, 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 because he because that ended up being a three way deal where we ended up with Bruce Brown. No, it wasn't. That was separate. It was Bruce Brown. That was separate. Yeah. But they like lumped it in all into one because then the Clippers ended up with. That, no, it was like a year later. It was a year later. No. It was separate trades. Yeah. Oh, you're saying trades. those those are different trades. I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm oh, pretty oh, oh, you're saying flipping Landry. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get what you mean. So, like Never the mean. whole overall sequence just wasn't a good sequence. I think for the Nets, yeah. they got Drogic, but I'm not going to count that because that's like not really like. Yeah, you can't count that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you mean now. Joe. Oh, so my PLC my of year? It has to be James Johnson. I fucking hate that guy. He, he <laughs> like like. He came in here with his fucking mutton chops and his terrible basketball ability and stuck with this team and stunk it up for 80 games. Steve Nash played him for like 20 minutes a game for literally no reason. Like, yeah, he had like three or four good games, but Javon Carter also had games where he knocked out multiple threes. And like, we had to deal with James Johnson longer. So like, no, fuck that guy. He's my TLC. Screw him. Well, like, I'll be honest. I didn't go with either of those guys. This is going to sound crazy. I'm going with James Harden. Like, <laughs> obviously, he wasn't, the worst, he wasn't the worst player on the Nets. But when I think of TLC, I think of a player that just pisses me off to watch him play. And I watched James Harden for months walk the ball up the court, take stupid step-back jump shots, miss layups. Like, I, I couldn't. Like, he was probably the most frustrating player that I watched this year. Probably the most damage to the Nets this year in terms of overall yeah. record. And, like, I'm not even talking about him leaving because, like, fine. You want to leave, whatever. But, like, even just watching him play, like, he half-assed the season, I thought. But, I mean, he hasn't been playing great for Philly either. But it was just – he was supposed to be Kevin Durant's wingman with no Kyrie. And, like, he couldn't make layups. He couldn't get to the basket. He missed his step back threes. He was turning the ball over, wasn't playing any defense. So I'm going James Harden for my TLC of the year. Like that. 
Um, mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to group these next two together, kind of like the glue guy or the locker room guy. Uh, we'll start with you, Joe, this time first. So, like, the lo- – like, um, locker kinda room just guy? Like, yeah, kind of like maybe like a veteran to help team together or, like, whatever, however you want to go with it. Even though he got even though he got here at the trade deadline, I think it's Andre Drummond. Um, yeah. He's been, like, a guy who just seems to have been universally liked. He brings a ton of energy. He plays hard. It's just like he's always happy, and I feel like that rubs off a lot on the rest of the team. So I'll probably go Andre Drummond as our like glue guy, locker room guy. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go skip. combo here. Yeah, I'm gonna go Patty slash Blake. I feel like both these guys have been only guys all year that haven't right, been yeah. injured, but like they've been like the guys. Like like Blake hasn't really been the rotation for majority of the year, and he's always had a smile on his face. It doesn't cause any issues. Um, and I felt like Patty was kind of just took Ben Simmons under his wing, like made sure he was good and like kind of was like the rock even throughout the heart and stuff, like keeping guys accountable. And I felt like he those two guys have been there the whole season, the only two guys that really haven't been out of the lineup by injury or anything. Yeah, I mean, mine, mine was Blake Griffin. So but Patty Mills, definitely Patty Mills, although he didn't shoot the ball well, he met, he was vocal the entire season. Um, and like you said, with the Ben Simmons thing, I think that's going to be huge for the Mets. So definitely lumping them two together was a good idea. Um, yeah, so I got that, if you put them two together. I feel like the perfect mix of that is Drummond. But if you're talking about like separately, like locker room yeah. guy, that's definitely like Blake Griffin for sure. I mean, we even saw it when we were at the Cavs game. We were pretty close to the bench. So like he was vocal the entire time. I was paying attention to the bench as well. He was talking to players. I mean, he even threw a towel and hit Dayron Sharp square in the face. <laughs> that was <laughs> and they both started laughing. Well, Dayron gave him a death stare at first. <laughs> and then they both started laughing. But, I mean, Blake was in and out of the rotation. But when he played, he played hard. He was taking charges. He was, like, top five in the league, I think, which is crazy because he hardly played this year. Getting on the floor, um, the hard hats. Like, he was great for the Mets despite not playing very much. Um, so, the last award that I have is Playoff X Factor. Um, are there any other awards that you guys want to do or just playoff X Factor? I think that's good. Yeah, I think All right. good. So, so, Anthony, the most important player or the playoff X Factor for the Nets heading into the postseason? Hmm. Ben Simmons. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the obvious answer. I mean, that's the most, like, no one knows what you're going to get from him, but if you get anything close to what he was, good luck to the rest of the league. <laughs> Yeah, Joe. I mean, yeah. Since Ben is the obvious answer, I'm gonna go a little bit away, and a lot of people might think I'm gonna lean Patty Mills, but I'm gonna go with Seth. Seth Curry. Like that. Um, I feel like just because he's been resting a lot with his ankle, and I mean, it looks like every time he steps back on the floor when he takes a rest, he just doesn't have rust. But if he can stay healthy with that ankle injury and really provide the Nets with his three level scoring, as KD has said that he has and that it's huge for the Nets. That's that's the biggest, like, for sure thing. Like, we know what Seth gives you. It's just a matter of if he can stay on the floor to give us that because he's going to be playing through pain for the rest of the year. And uh, it's just – it's what the it's what the Nets need. They need Seth Curry to be that 15-point per game, uh, 50% from three shooter. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think he's going to play a huge role. I'm going to go a little higher up on the roster. I'm going Kyrie Irving. He's Kevin Durant's wingman. I mean, you know what you're going to get from Durant. Night in and night out, he's going to be tremendous. Um, I know we've seen Kyrie with the Cavs, 
And even last year's game in the playoffs, he looked amazing. But especially if you match up with Boston, like you're going to Boston, you're getting booed every night. Um, you can't let the emotions get the best of you and just go out. And I want to see him be efficient. I think if Kyrie has a good, efficient playoffs where he averages 26, 27 on close to 50% shooting, no one's beating the Nets. If he doesn't shoot the ball well, then I think those series that we talked about against Boston, against Milwaukee, are going to be a lot tougher for the Nets to win, even if you get a big contribution from a Simmons or a Seth Curry. I think Kyrie has to be that guy if the Nets want to go far. Cool, agree. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, once again, we've seen Kyrie do it, but and I we've all defended Kyrie throughout this entire vaccine thing, but we can't lie. If he played the entire season, the Nets probably aren't the seventh seed or the eighth seed. So, yeah, I mean, now is his time. Like we said earlier, the reason KD and Kyrie wanted to play together was for now, was for the playoffs. So, let's get it. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. Kyrie, if he turns it up and he turns into that, like, like in reality, Kyrie's like around like maybe like the 12 to 13 range of players into the NBA. But like if Kyrie can turn it up and get into that, like around like number seven, like spot that like we all know he could reach and we've seen him play at. Because like when Kyrie's hot, he's like on par with like Kevin Durant as like the most unguardable players on the planet. So it's like right, if Kyrie right. can get to that spot, especially during this playoff run where he's allowed to play in everywhere except for Toronto right now, man, it's going to be fun. I agree. Completely agree. Definitely feeling a lot more comfortable, confident, just because, like we said before, they escaped to the 9-10 seed. And I think I said this, and we've all agreed. The scariest part for the Nets playoff run for me was the playing tournament, which can sound crazy. But anything can happen in a one-game scenario. When you have to beat Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and the rest of the Nets elite role players four out of seven times, like, I'm very comfortable. When you just can shoot the lights out of the ball and beat them once, like, I'm pretty scared. Yeah. (laughs) But but I'm excited. I mean, it starts tomorrow night. And I don't think I'm going to sleep too much tonight because I'm pretty hyped. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm going tomorrow night. Should be – should be fun. Uh, I know Barclays is going to be just packed out once again, especially like it's technically like a one-game elimination scenario, even though it's really not. But it's a chance – it's a sudden death to get into the playoffs. So yeah. that, that place is going to be loud. It's going to be fun. Tickets were very expensive. Um, <laughs> so I hope it's worth it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Friday night against the Cavs, the Nets had the largest crowd they've ever had, correct? I think Joe yes. and Anthony Wood. Yes. You guys said that on the train? I read that on the train on the way back. Yeah. So expect you in tomorrow. I mean, the Nets are eight-and-a-half-point favorites, which that's roughly what the line was Friday. Um, so it'll be interesting. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't, I don't see either team blowing out the other team. Maybe the Nets run away with it at the end of the fourth. But I expect it to be hard fought and really hope the Nets show up right when the opening whistle goes. Agreed. Okay. Any closing remarks you guys want to make before we end here? Take care of business. Yep. Yeah, it's simple as it is. Yeah. Play with energy. Play with effort. Remind the world, the Boston Celtics, those fans that are chirping in my mention, who the Brooklyn Nets are. Lucky is going to get stomped on again. Yep. (laughs) 
Yeah, the Nets aren't a typical seven seed. They're not even a typical four seed. They are a, they are a one seed talent-wise in the East or the West, I'll say. Like, that's how good they are when they have their guys. And it's looking like we are finally going to get back for the playoffs. Could not have come at a better time. Agreed. Let's go, Nets. All right. Thank you for listening to the Sports Ethos Nets podcast with Anthony, Joe, and Cody. Tomorrow night, the real season begins for the Nets. Let's take down the Cavs and focus on Boston for Sunday. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.